So Money Episode 76, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Happy Saturday, everyone. Welcome to So Money. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. This is Ask Farnoosh, my chance to connect with you, my listeners, my lovely listeners. You know, I was really touched this week. I I got an email from a listener, and it wasn't the first time I got an email of this nature. And this kind, kind listener said to me, you know, basically, Farnoosh, really love what you're doing with the podcast. I'm an avid listener. I really appreciate that it's a daily show. But she said, I'm a little worried about you. And I'm paraphrasing. This isn't word for word. But more or less, she said, you know, I'm kind of worried about you. I'm worried that this daily routine, this daily podcast output is going to ultimately burn you out. And I would hate for a day to come where you basically, you know, just throw in the towel because you're just overworked and the podcast ends because uh, of the commitment, of the daily commitment. And I I had to stop and think about that because that, again, wasn't the first time that somebody had said that to me. It was at this point now I've got, I can count probably three or four listeners who've written in. And if there's three or four listeners writing in to tell me this, I suspect there are more that are thinking it, but just haven't expressed their thoughts to me directly. And of course, they are echoing what my family is saying. They're echoing what sometimes my husband even tells me, like, you know, are you doing all right? I mean, how can I help you? You're, you seem like you're overworked because, you know, truth be told, this isn't my only responsibility, you know, as it comes as with my career, this is one of many things that I'm doing right now. It's it happens to be what I love to do most, I would say, but uh, I'm not monetizing it. I'm, I'm purely doing this out of, you know, excitement and interest and uh, feedback. I love interacting with my audience. Hopefully someday I'll, I'll monetize it. Not yet. Haven't figured that out yet, but uh, perhaps I should. <laughs> Just one more thing to add to my plate. But I had to think about what she said, and I I realize you've started to listen to this podcast because you wanted me to start answering your questions, and um, I'm digressing a little bit, but I thought it was important to talk about this with you for a moment because if you think that I should slow it down, maybe uh, it's too much. Frankly, you're trying to pay attention and you're trying to keep up with all the podcasts and you just can't because you're busy too. If you wouldn't mind having it be something like five days a week as opposed to Monday through Sunday, you know, something that this listener suggested was doing guest interviews Monday through Thursday and then Friday answering people's questions and then weekends, you know, taking a break. Um, Not a bad idea. I would hate to kind of break the consistency that I've created so far, but listen, I'd love to not have to stay in on Friday nights and record. Um, So maybe that's something to consider and I'm not gonna make this move yet or I'm not gonna make any knee-jerk reactions, but if you think that this is something that you could live with and that you would appreciate and uh, it wouldn't turn you away from the show and maybe you have even some ideas for how I can better manage the show's flow, let me know. Email me, farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. I want to hear from you. And as I've said from the very beginning, this show is really about you. You know, I've, I I started the show with a vision and um, an intuition about what I thought you would like to hear and what I thought you'd like to learn. Um, but of course, it's everything can change. This is a completely malleable 
uh, podcast, and it's really meant to cater to you. So if you like some things, don't like other things, please, please, please let me know. And that's what my email is for, farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. All right, so that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's move on now with the show. And as I do every Saturday at the top of the show, I like to read one cool review that I received on iTunes. And the reason I do this is because this person will receive a free 15-minute money session with me. I do this weekly uh, to encourage you to share your thoughts on iTunes with the hopes that maybe you will get picked and we can connect one-on-one. As you know, reviews get you a great placement in the iTunes store and it is working, guys. You know, just this week I was, what's hot in iTunes under investing in business news? And I really think that's because of the fresh reviews that were coming in. So thank you to all of you who took time to write those nice reviews. This week, our winner is Brianna J. She writes a five-star review and says, uh, calls it such a great mix of content, never bored. And uh, Brianna goes on to say, too many finance podcasts are one-tracked. They focus on one money-saving strategy, one subject, or one industry. So Money is such a reprieve from these messages. The interviews are dynamic, the subjects are fresh, and the message is less hyperbolic financial strategies and more about making positive lifestyle and mental adjustments. I'm such a fan of Farnoosh. Please keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much, Brianna J. I really appreciate that. Email me, farnoosh at somanypodcast.com so we can schedule our 15-minute one-on-one. Now let's move on to our questions for this Saturday. Natalie. Natalie asks, hey, Farnoosh, I work for Interview Connections, and I spent a lot of time researching podcasts. I can honestly say that within the field of finance, yours is one of my absolute favorites. It really is a great show. I have a couple of guest suggestions for you. Can I send you more information? Absolutely, Natalie. My email, as I said earlier, it's farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. What I like to get Uh, as far as guest suggestions is not only the name of the guest, but maybe a brief bio, a link to where I can find more about them on the internet, if they have a website, a LinkedIn page, a book, um, anything you can supply me with that can kind of give me a sense of what I could talk about with this guest on the show. And if you have thoughts about what this guest can bring to the show, remember, I tend to talk about money on the show. So believe it or not, I have some guests that I've turned away because they were like, oh, actually, I don't really want to talk about my personal finances. And I was like, well, that's kind of what the show's all about. So if you're willing to go there with me and talk a little bit about you know your childhood and your mistakes as well as your successes, game on. Uh, and just a general um, comment about guests for this show. You know, I've I've spent a lot of weeks now interviewing a variety of people. I would say more so those who are already in the finance world or in the business world, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, finance experts, traders. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But really, I my intention is to make this show very broad based. So, I am looking to interview athletes, artists, uh, musicians, uh, teachers, um, scientists, you know, philosophers, people from all walks of life. Because I truly think that we all carry around money stories and money experiences and money lessons. And I want to bring those to life. And so if you know people who would be compelling guests for this show, please don't hesitate to let me know. If you want to be making a connection for me, that would be so awesome. So uh, thank you in advance. And thank you, Natalie, for your question. I hope to hear from you and uh, learn more about your guests' ideas. 
We actually now have a question from Brianna who won our 15 minute money session with me up top because of her glorious review. And she actually went a step ahead and asked me a question. So here's her question. She says, my, uh, she says most of the financial advice is for millennials and it seems to come in doomsday form. Like stay away from credit cards, stay away from student loans without any helpful advice for young people with expendable money and no real expenses. I've got the basics. I'm paying off my student loans and I've got a 401k with company match. But how does a 24-year-old novice delve further into the intimidating investment world? I want to be productive with my money. So now, Brianna, that is really great news that your company has a 401k and a match. Take advantage of that. Sounds like you already are. You're off to a great start. Um, I would supplement your 401k with a Roth IRA. So I believe in diversity, right? Diversity of your investments, but also maybe a diversity in your approach to investing for retirement. So you've got the 401k, and as we know, the contributions to a 401k up to a certain amount every year are tax deductible, which is great. We get to save on our taxes today. But then there's the Roth IRA, which allows you to invest for retirement and then basically take that money out tax-free, which is the opposite. But it's just another way to save, but and also a way to diversify kind of your tax exposure when it comes to your investments. So if you don't have a Roth IRA and you can qualify for one, I would open one of those up as well and, and max it out. I think I believe it's like $6,000 maximum this year. Uh, now, you're 24 and you know here you're not going to get a lot of advice about you know stock picking it's just not what i do it's not my expertise it's not really my my mantra either i kind of believe in um, a long-term approach that includes uh investing in a diverse variety of index classes of, of, of asset classes and low fee low fee low fee so low fee index funds low fee exchange traded funds not trying to like beat the market time the market that's not my game and, and for the average investor, it should not be your concern. Your concern is to be a long-term investor. You know, set it, and don't forget it, but set it and don't go crazy if the market goes up or down. You're in it for the long haul. And so, um, you know, being aggressive in the market, I, I worry when people ask me about that because it's like, oh, I think they're trying to find ways to get some stock picks. And this is just not the podcast for that. As I said, you're 24 and I'm 35 and I still do this with my money. I invest in myself. I invest in myself. I'm a big believer, especially when you're young, in taking the uh, expendable money, as you say, that you have and putting that to pay me back with dividends in the form of, you know, sending me on a trip, going and traveling abroad, learning new skills, learning a language. Um, Something that I'm doing this year is I host a breakfast every month. I invite people I know and people I don't know and I, you know, it's a very intimate group and I cover the bill and it's just a nice way for people with like minds, like interests, like ambitions to meet and talk and have some toast and pancakes and coffee. And it's not kind of this, you know, networky event, but for me, it's just investing in myself. It's investing in my network. It's investing in my uh, career. It's good for me to be out there and meeting with people face to face and then also connecting others with each other. You know, I like helping people. It's part of what I do. And um, and so I spend money on this and it's, you know, money out of my own pocket and I love doing it. It's I consider this an investment. And in your 20s, I wish I thought of this sooner, you know, taking people out to lunch that you want to uh get to know better, people that you want to have as your mentor, people that you want to have like as um 
I was talking to Jamie Tardy of Eventual Millionaire on my podcast, and I love what she said about a board of advisors, you know, to start basically piecing together a board of advisors for yourself, you know, individuals whom you respect that you think can be a, a, a can be helpful to you in, in picking the right moves in your career and with your financial decisions and you know investing in them by spoiling them like taking them to lunch taking them to dinner sending them flowers you know and in return uh, engaging with them and um, being of service to them however you know they, they need help but then also asking them for advice once in a while so look you know investing doesn't just have to be about stocks it doesn't have to be just about you know, investing in a startup um, or even, you know, buying artwork or, you know, buying, some people consider buying a watch an investment. I don't know. But I, I really think that investing in yourself is not just a fun way to manage your money, but it's it's one of those strategies that truthfully, it, it gives, it, it pays you back in dividends for a lifetime, you know? And so invest in experiences, invest in people, invest in yourself. That's what I would really do with my expendable money in my 20s, and I wish I had started earlier doing that. Um, so that's my advice for you. Peter says, how do you approach your first, in speaking of investments, he says, how do you approach that first investment slash business move when you've made a bit of money? All right, so Peter, again, if you've never invested, and I'm talking like you haven't even opened up a retirement account, um, I'd start there. I'd start with the basics, you know, retirement, perhaps college savings for your kid. There's 529 plans that you can look into. So getting your sort of foundation, you know, your future covered uh, in a very kind of um, prudent way, in a more conservative way, I would do that. You know, start with 401k, IRA, 529 plans, investing for your future, your family's future. But I sense again, you know, because people don't ask this question to get an answer like, oh, invest in your 401k. Like, I suspect Peter wants me to give him some stock picks. And I, again, you've hit, you know, you're barking up the wrong tree. But I'm just going to say a little bit more about your retirement because I think it's important to reiterate that with retirement, you know, if you don't have access to a 401k at your job or a 403b or some sort of sponsored retirement program, then you want to look outside, whether it's an individual retirement account, traditional or Roth. Um, if you're self-employed, perhaps it's a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. You want to go for a diverse mix of assets and asset classes, aim for low-fee index funds. Now, let's transition to the aggressive investing that I think what is what your question is really getting at. You know, you're talking about investment business moves. And listen, the, the idea behind that is you have to be really prepared to take on risk, above average risk. Um, you got to ask yourself, what am I comfortable doing? You know, if I lose this money tomorrow, will I be okay? And if you're not, then stay away from that investment. Um, I, I refer back to uh, my my interview with Tim Ferriss, the best-selling author of Four Hour Work Week, Four Hour Body, and Four Hour Chef. And Tim is you know extremely successful in his career and his finances. And he was talking to me about how there there. Are, Investing is like a sport, right? And there are so many sports and there are so many ways to invest. And it's not like everyone's good at every sport and it's not like everyone's good at every kind of investment strategy. And for him, he started out as an investor in the stock market. And he did okay, but he couldn't tolerate it. The ups and the downs and the swings, it made him sick to his stomach. And so he got out of that game, you know? And, and now he puts his money in startups. 
because that's where he is more comfortable. So you have to know yourself. You have to know your risk tolerance. And then ask yourself, what's my goal? Why do I want to invest in something like stocks or a business or some kind of venture or real estate? You know, there's a lot of ways you can approach investing. And again, I'm not a fan of picking stocks. Uh, but if that's what you want to do, you got to be real sure that you're okay with losing money and losing money quickly. And so check out Tim's episode. It was episode 60 from March 12th. And, you know, again, investing is like a sport. And if you have to, if you want to go into that sport, you got to be able to be a good loser, not a sore loser. You know, you got to appreciate that it's not going to be a smooth ride, that there are going to be ups and downs, that it's going to be gut-wrenching at times. Um, so just think about that. I don't want to deter you from being aggressive with your money, but you have to be careful and you have to be measured and you have to be educated. So good luck. Keep us posted. I might have given you more of an answer than you were looking for. Your question was very short. My answer was more than long. So I apologize for that. But I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, at least giving you something to chew on. Junior. Junior writes in, he says, what is the ideal age to retire and how much should I have? Whoa, that's a loaded question. I wish I knew. If I knew that answer, I'd be a richer person. I mean, that's the question everybody is asking, right? Everybody wants to know how much is enough? What is What should be my number when I retire? And there's a lot of books on this. There's so much literature around this. There's so many studies around this. And I would say that, you know, Many, if not most, of the older population in this country, the, the you know people who are about to retire or are close to retiring, uh, they realize that they're probably going to have to work later in life. And traditionally, the retirement age, the target retirement age, was about 65. You know, 65, you left your job, you collected your pension, you got your watch. That's not the reality anymore. Forget pension, forget watch. I would say before you worry about your age and how much you should have, I would say that you want to first ask yourself, what do I want my retirement to be? What do I want it to look like? And get really specific. I just did a webinar the other day with a uh, professor of um, behavioral economics, professor of psychology at Yale, and he has studied this a lot, this idea of like, you know, our lack of preparation for retirement and why is that, our behavioral uh, traps and mind traps. And he is a big proponent of visualization. And he says, before you talk numbers, before you get out the spreadsheet, before you get out the calculators, stop and reflect and think ahead and think about where do you wanna be when you retire? Like specifically, where? Where do you wanna be living? What kind of a home do you live in? Have you, do you want to pay off your home? Do you want to live in an apartment? Do you want to travel and kind of be a nomad? Do you want to, you know, again, do you want to travel all over the world? Do you want to be on a beach? Do you want to, do you want to have access to golf? Do you want to work and start a business? As many retirees are realizing, you know what? I need to make money and I have all these skills. Let me start a business. Let me consult. Let me teach. Painting the picture of your retirement is very important. And then along the way, you might ask yourself, well, how old do I envision being when this happens? And again, I don't know you. So to say to you when you should, you know, what age you should retire is completely subjective. Because you might be someone who wants to retire early. You want to retire at 40. Okay. I would have guessed 50 or 60 or maybe later. I have a guest. I had a guest on, on my podcast, Mr. Money Mustache, episode 38. He retired at 30. Listen to that episode because he talks about how he reverse engineered that. 
And speaking of reverse engineering, once you have visualized what it is you want out of your retirement, um, and you've kind of painted that picture very specifically, not abstract, really, really precise, uh, work backwards. You know, say if you if you conclude that you want to be 60 and you want to be living in Florida and you want to have, you know, a two-bedroom home and you want to work a little bit uh, and, you know, so kind of get those specifics figured out and then say, okay, well, since I'm 25 now, I have 25, 35 years actually to hit that target. And then this is what I have to do to get to that place financially. And for you, it might mean a million dollars. It might mean $2 million. It might mean $500,000. I don't know. This is your life. It's your life to figure out. It's your life to engineer. It's your life to strive for. And it's your life to afford. You know, I can stand here and give you all sorts of scenarios, but at the end of the day, you're the one who has to figure this out for yourself. And I tell you, once you do that very first step of, not focusing on the numbers, but just focusing on what it is that you want out of life, what makes you happy, and then figuring out that price tag. Every goal carries a price tag, as I say, and then figuring out what you have to do today to hit that goal. And then there are calculators online that can help you, and I'll throw out one. It's at choosetosave.org, great place to start. AARP.org also has a lot of tools for mostly people who are about to retire, but if you're younger and you want to kind of get a little more educated about what you can expect when you're about to retire, great place to learn tons. And that is a wrap, everyone. That's Ask Farnoosh for this Saturday. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, as a reminder, if you'd like to ask me a question for future episodes, just hop on to SoMoneyPodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh. As you can see, the questions are all over the place about money, about career, about guests. I'm also very curious to hear your thoughts about the show, what you're liking, what you're hoping to see improve. Please take advantage of that tool on somoneypodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh. And of course, if you'd like to get a free 15-minute money session with me, there's a chance that we may connect if you write a review on iTunes. So go on iTunes, leave a review. Um, Every Saturday, I pull one, read it out loud, and you and I, that person will, and that person and I shall have a free 15-minute money blitz. Thanks for joining me. Make sure to tune in again tomorrow for another version of Ask Farnoosh. Lots more questions to get to. In the meantime, happy weekend, and I hope your day is so money.